Hello and welcome to another episode of the Portable Magic Dispenser, a podcast for your school library, public library, wherever. My name is Lucas Maxwell and I am the host of this uh, podcast. I am the librarian here at Glenthorne Library. I've been here around nine years and the podcast is just something for other librarians to reach out to and hopefully you get something out of it. Um, I really enjoy doing it just to discuss different things and explain things that work for me and maybe don't work and things like that. So uh, hopefully you get some use out of this. So what I've done (laughs) this time is simply just saying some things that I'd like to achieve uh, over the next few months. And what I've done is made them as simple as I can because I think um, we set ourselves up for failure sometimes, or I do when we are trying to um, achieve things in the library. We may have these lofty goals throughout the year, and um, sometimes those things fall apart. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, because at the end of the day, um, we aren't saving lives on the operating table. We're trying to get kids interested in reading for fun. So not everything works, but... These are the things that I'm trying to um, achieve and do on a, on a more regular basis. These are little things that I feel have a big impact. Um, these are also things that I forget to do a lot because I get wrapped up in my own head or busy or whatever. And the first one really is just saying hello to people. Um, uh, I've always talked about this, especially anybody who's had the... Uh, the pleasure of hearing me mumble my way through a one of my conference talks uh, when I'm lucky to do those. Why I'm still asked to do those, I'm not sure. Um, it's really a simple act of greeting students at the door, which I don't, which I forget to do all the time. I usually don't do it before school. I, I open the library very early. I'm here about 7 a.m. and there are always three or four kids waiting um, to come in, and I of course greet them, but then. By 7.45, there's 100, 110 kids in here, easy. And by 8.15, it's ridiculous. So I'm usually way too busy. But at break time, I usually have that moment. Sometimes when there's a library lesson in, I'll uh, I'll make sure that I get the library lesson all ready to go and wrapped up, that we're not late for break. Um, and then the library lesson exits through another door, and then I go and just stand by the front door. And it's a simple act of um, when the students come in, uh, hey, how's it going? If you, if you can remember their names, we get about 800 um, visits a day. And it's impossible to remember everybody, but you can, you know, the ones you know. And just to say hello. And the other thing that <clears throat> I always try to do is, when we come back from some kind of break, whether it's you know Christmas if they celebrate that or anything, summer of course, Easter whatever if they even do that, um, I don't. I make sure I don't. I make a mental note not to say things like I hope you had a great Christmas or whatever. A they may not even celebrate that holiday uh, or that event, whatever that event even means. Um, sorry uh, if you. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Uh, if you're offended at that at all. But uh, if they haven't had a good break, um, then 
you standing there with some like stupid grin on your face saying, hey, I hope you had an amazing time at home, even though I don't know your home situation. It's not really a smart thing to do. Um, and so I just, I just say, hey, it's great to see you or welcome back. And I always say it when the, a library lesson comes in. I always say, uh, it's great to see you. Welcome back to the library. I don't ever – I make a mental note. It's hard because it's very – I don't do small talk very well anyways, but uh, it's very kind of automatic to say, I hope you had a great break or I hope your break was amazing or whatever, uh, or how was your break, how was your Christmas or whatever. Uh, you know what I'm starting to talk about. Um, some of these kids are coming into your library because they don't feel safe anywhere else. No, they don't like the school. They hate school. They were like me, hated school. <laughs> I didn't have a good library. I hated the librarian as well, so I didn't uh, <laughs> didn't go into the library. Um, but I just roamed the corridor and avoided human interaction. If they view the library as a safe place, which they should be, um, which you should be making it a safe place, uh, <clears throat> then this could be the one place that they, they want to go to, that they need to go to. So that's all I'm trying to say. So that is something, it's not solving anything. It's not um, making massive change, but it can, um, it can mean a lot to someone who maybe is having a garbage day or whatever. Uh, it could mean a lot to them. And it lets them know that, hey, somebody cares you know, maybe they don't have someone, in, an adult in their life who cares. Uh, and that's really what I wanted in a school. I wanted adults to show, I know it sounds like me moaning, but I wanted adults to say, to show that they cared. And I didn't have anybody in that school that I went to that had, that even showed a, a, an inch of, uh, uh, you know, empathy or caring in that school. So um, that's all. That's why I do it. The second thing is reading aloud, and I've talked about the benefits of reading aloud. Reading aloud is often viewed as something that is only done for elementary school kids or primary school kids, whatever you want to call them, ages, whatever, four to uh, ten. And then when they come to, well, middle school in the U.S. and Canada or junior high in, in there or high school here in the U.K., <clears throat> it seems to be like they just stops. You don't do that anymore. They're too old. And that's complete garbage, of course. Um, reading aloud builds vocabulary, can reduce anxiety, can um, do has all these great benefits, which we know about. Um, and I've talked a lot about this. Um, whenever I do it, I always get a positive reaction. Um, when we were in lockdown, I used to record me reading. I got permission, as a lot of publishers just released permissions. I read book a book over uh, like YouTube, sent it to <laughs> sent it to parents, and there was just something for them to do for twenty minutes. I reiterated this idea that twenty minutes a day of reading, even though it's a quote unquote audio book, this was, it was kind of like a little library lesson I was doing over lockdown <laughs> here. I'm going to read this book, and I did it. So uh, reading aloud, <clears throat> I find it engage it just generates discussion. Um, I do it, I try to do it on a daily basis, but I haven't in the past. I just kind of, again, I'm very lucky that the English come in with, the English department comes in with uh, library lessons. So I have like f sometimes five lessons a day, um, usually like between three to five a day. And these are ages 11 to 13. 
and I'm trying hard to like read aloud, just promote a book. I like to do book talks. Um, this week, I visited a lot of classrooms because the library was being used by. Um, I, li- I like to have the uh, teacher. I didn't have much choice, but the teacher teacher trainees come in and they do like a session, and we do stuff with them sometimes. But uh, anyway, uh, I, I visited some classrooms and did some mobile book talks. <laughs> And reading aloud is something that I really enjoy doing. So, um, and I think they enjoy it. And it's just something I really want to do. It helps helps in all sorts of ways. Not only is it introducing them new book to new books, um, it's doing all sorts of great things. I read aloud from uh, "When I See Blue" by Lily Bailey, which I can't recommend enough. Uh, the Book of Secrets by Alex Dunn. These are books that are on our book award list, so I'm really promoting them. Uh, it's just something I want to do a lot more of. And we read aloud together, so all year nine are reading The Crossing by Manji Man, which is amazing. Uh, and we read that aloud anyway, but uh, we are, uh, I'm reading aloud in other lessons and younger students and stuff like that. I'm also expanding the, uh, the comic book club, which I'm really excited about. Um, I can't really express how <laughs> popular this club has become in the last year. Uh, it used to be Manga Club after school, and the whatever for whatever reason, the after school one kind of dipped a bit, so I, I started to do it at lunchtime, and it was really popular. Um, we sometimes play games, we do quizzes. The quiz thing is huge. Um, it's a very laid-back atmosphere. Um, I kind of feel like their day is very hectic, uh, hectic enough. Therefore, I want it something that they can do to relax and win prizes and things like that so I had a huge like 50 question manga quiz um, the other day and it was packed in here and I gave some prizes out I had some um, how to draw manga books by um, an amazing artist named Sonia Leong who was very cool to come to the school and do some virtual manga visits um, a few years back and I'm going to have her in again, hopefully, for our Comic-Con, which was amazing, which will be amazing, hopefully. Um, so that's the one thing I want to do, and uh, expand it. So essentially, I blocked off enough tables for like 15 kids, and we have probably 30, 40 kids sometimes come in for it. Um, and they just draw games. I've got a whole list of games. I can give you the link for that. Uh and the comic book club is something I can't stress enough because comics are huge now and I just put them on display. I created a simple, very simple, I found some copyright free images that just do like the bam, pow, zap, which you can find on Google Images or, or Pixabay, which I recommend using. And I made a display like it just says comics you must, comics you must read. And I've never seen a more popular display really. It's um, the comics go like crazy comic book club comes in they do drawings they do little pictionary games they do um all sorts of different games and we do little crafts everything as i've said so we'll be back after a quick break do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process their path to publication and of course their newest novels hi i'm marissa meyer best-selling author of the lunar chronicles And I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts 
or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. That is something that I'm going to be doing. I'm going to continue the Comic-Con, which I do on a Saturday. And that leads into my next point, which is a Dungeons & Dragons convention, which I've talked about before, but um, I've gotten some more... I put some feelers out there, of course, and it's just been huge feedback, huge um, response from the students, and I've got staff coming as well. So I've got some, some teacher dungeon masters, um, one of them being a media teacher who is really cool. I've uh, played um, D&D with her in, you know, per, like adults in the past and is a really cool person. And the rest are going to be student dungeon masters. And what I've got is a one-shot adventure. So an adventure that should take four hours, <laughs> in theory, but they, they sometimes never do. An adventure that should take four hours. And therefore, um, uh, I'll have five groups of six students and then five dungeon masters myself included and we're all going to do the same one shot adventure at the same time anybody who comes in will get their name put in a draw to win a set of dice and a um uh, I received a, a starter set, the Dunge- the Dragons of Stormwreck Isle. I received that as a gift for um, because I do a podcast, a D&D podcast, with some amazing authors. Alex Dunn, Alex Fawkes, Grania O'Brien. We had Dave Rudden for a while, special guest, Dave Rudden. Um, amazing authors. And we do this really cool podcast call, called um, You Should Have Been Meat Shield. And... It's uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So they are amazing people, and um, and uh, I look forward to playing D and D with them every week. And this is um, we received. What am I trying to say? We received um, someone who listened to it uh, worked for Wizards of the Coast, and they sent us this um, cool starter set for free. And I'm going to give that away. Uh, I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't. We couldn't split it uh, four ways. So we're going to give it away to one of the students. So that's a cool prize. And I think everyone who comes is going to get a free D20 dice as well. So then we're going to do the one shot. And we're going to have a big D&D quiz with some more prizes. I've got some D&D-like annuals to give away. And snacks, um, music. Uh, it's going to be 10 to 2 p.m. on a Saturday. Yes, it is me giving up my Saturday. I, even some, I get asked that every once in a while. Do you get paid to do that? It's, the answer is absolutely not. Um, why? Well, you know, I want. When I was a kid, if I had this happening, I would be all over it. And again, that never happened. So um, it's just something I really uh, want to do. And. The Comic-Con is a, is another thing related to the comic book club, of course, and that's also on a Saturday. I did a whole podcast on uh, running a Comic-Con. I've written articles for it for Book Riot and stuff like that. Again, it's 10 to 2. It's a really fun event. We have um, comic book games, drawing. I hire like a badge or button maker. I get a guest illustrator. That's usually the big event. And um, again, I'm trying to get Sonia Leong in or someone else like that who does illustrates manga and does a workshop. Um, and I think it would just be a lot of fun, and that will be that will be it really. And that goes by in a blur, and is a lot of fun, and the kids really enjoy it. So that's 
those are two things there. And the last thing, uh, of course, is to read more. Um, you've all heard this uh, stereotype. Maybe not the last thing. I might have another thing in the end. <laughs> um, uh, I want to read more this year. I, I completely failed my reading goal, which you should never set reading goals, in my opinion. But I did and completely tanked that and uh, because uh, I was too busy. It made myself too busy doing other things. So I am uh, obviously, obviously love reading, but uh, I have tried really hard to make sure I'm reading half an hour every night at least, um, as exhausted as I get. <laughs> um, I want to do that. So that's uh, what I'll be doing. And I'm reading, I just finished uh, Maggie Blue and the White Crow by Anna Goodall. You should read that. Uh, everybody should read Maggie Blue and the Dark World and then read The White Crow because they are two amazing books. And if you like fantasy, if you like adventure, if you like dark magic, if you like Studio Ghibli um, world, that's kind of what it evokes for me. And I uh, love, uh, love that book and love The White Crow. So you can check that out. And I need a, I need a new book now. I'm reading... Uh, I, I read uh, this comic book. I forget the author, but it's called The Goblin. Uh, but it's a dark horse comic. Uh, it's about a goblin whose parents get murdered, and he vows revenge. And he's going on a series of quests. It's very much like D and D. Um, and I read Unseelie, which is a book again. Forget the author, but uh, it's a YA. Uh, two sisters uh, who are thieves, and um, they, it's very D and D esque. They get on a quest and adventure for this lost treasure. Um, so I have been reading quite a bit, and what I'm doing is like after I read aloud to the students, I'm reading um, uh, I'm reading book <clears throat> with the students because you should model the behavior that you want to see. So I'm I'm sitting there um, modeling the behavior I want. I want to, them to see me read, and I want to read. So um, that is something I'm trying uh, really hard to do. And that really does lead into the next thing, which is. I made a little shelf. I'm lucky to get a new shelf. It's very, very small. And I didn't know what to do with it. It's like a standalone shelf next to the pillar. Uh, I'll be 100% honest. I forgot that I ordered it. I ordered it so long ago. And it arrived. It's not very big, but I knew I had like a little space. And I'm running out of shelf space, to be perfectly honest. So uh, I was like, what do I do with that? It can be like a, something I change up. And I think that's what it's going to be. And it started out with what I what I've read, basically what I've enjoyed, what I recommend. And I'm going to change it up. I don't want to just be me. I feel like that's like, I don't know, pompous for some reason. But it just says Mr. Maxwell recommends at the moment. And it's those books I just, I just talked about. I mean, um, Rules for Vampires by Alex Fawkes, amazing series, uh, The Book of Secrets. And I talk about those book all, books all the time. And I've got them on the shelf. And they move. It's like the students want to see what the teachers are reading so um all teachers have a uh like a, a thing on their door that says mr maxwell is reading this and that or whatever or mrs so-and-so is reading this and i think a bookshelf that says that and actually has the books physical books on it is quite a bit more powerful uh, a bit more effective rather than just a sheet so I'm happy to have that. I read them um, the new, um, when I was a kid, there was this book called Bonicula. I uh, loved it. And there's a new graphic novel out. I read that and I've been promoting that like crazy. There's a great book uh, about an autistic student called Speak Up, 
Um, again, I can't remember any of these authors, but it's a comic book. I have that on there, and that flew off in a second. Uh, it's about an autistic uh, girl who struggles with many things that I connect with as well, and she has this kind of alter ego that is a a popular singer at her school. She uploads these videos with a friend, and it's all top secret. Nobody knows who the real person is. It's a it's a fake name she uses. It kind of like uh, hides her identity. And the problem is that she becomes so popular that the friend wants to do a talent show and, you know, show off their skills. And she doesn't want to because it would mean that they would know who she really was. And she has to stand up in front of a, a real audience and things like that. So it has this kind of like challenges to it. Um, that kind of thing. So it's really good. It's called Speak Up. And it's um, Rebecca somebody. <laughs> God, sorry. Um those are the things that I'm doing. I mean, comic books and manga, book borrowing has never been higher. I will say that. Uh, I won't say numbers or anything. I don't I don't know. I, I'm trying not to brag about numbers, even though I don't know if it's bragging. It's just I don't like it when I I see some libraries that have these numbers. It's like, wow, and I wish I could get to that. But it makes you feel a bit if your numbers aren't that high. I don't think that means, you know, I don't know. I, I just think for this school... Um, the numbers are really good, but you compare yourself to another school, and it's like, oh, I wouldn't even come close to that. So um, they are borrowing a ton of books, I'll just say that, but the comics uh, and manga are what they are ridiculously crazy about. So I might try to do like a manga guide on the ones that are popular, not popular, etc. Um, but I can't recommend getting those comics in enough another one is called cat story i would really recommend that one as a comic um there's a new anna green gables uh set in philadelphia um anne of west philly is that what it's called i should have these in front of me but i'm just thinking off the top of my head uh these comics uh high low the high low series by judd winnick there we go look you remembered a name uh judd winnick Uh, i think there's eight or nine and I got the eighth one just in and gave it to a student who literally clapped their hands together when they saw it. They couldn't believe. They were so excited. So that one, and there's another one. It's like a manga style, but it doesn't read the other way like a manga. It's called Hooky, H-O-O-K-Y. No idea the author. There's two volumes. It's like I think it's a brother and sister. I read the first one. I haven't read the second one. And they just get into these wild adventures. Again, very much uh, Howl's Moving Castle you know, film. Uh, happened to be watching that uh, just now, Howl's Moving Castle again. So it's very much like that. Uh, but two siblings who just can't stop getting themselves into these disasters. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's funny and it's strange and it's cool. Uh, it should be made into a film if it isn't already, in my opinion. They're quite thick and they're hardback, so keep that in mind. But it's called Hooky. And, again, uh, amazing, um, amazing novels that the students can't get enough of. Uh, one of our most popular manga that I would recommend to ages 11 up, if you're concerned about age range, which you should be with manga, is called Witch Hat. Uh, Witch Hat Atelier? Oh, man. Did I get it wrong? I don't know the author either. But Witch Hat. Just look that up. Uh, A-T-E-L-I-E-R. Atelier? I can't pronounce things. I struggle with reading. And, uh, yeah, I do struggle with uh, reading uh, <laughs> reading some things. So Witch Hat, get that uh, get that series. I don't know how many are in the series. We have the first uh, five, I want to say. And it is super popular. And it's just one that stood out to me. 
that um, they really like and is really popular. And the, the Legend of Zelda ones are huge. Pokemon ones are huge. All good for 10 plus. The Splatoon ones are great uh, and huge manga. Whether they're um, actually, you know, official manga, I don't know, but they're obviously based on the Nintendo game, so that's a bit interesting. But uh, they are popular here. And, yeah, I mean, talking about these things, getting them visually uh, out front is another thing. Um, there's, I, I was very, I'm very lucky that we've been able to double the size for our comic books, double the space size. 100% aware that not everybody can do this. But putting face-out comics has made a massive difference, and manga. Putting them face-out, they um, they are huge uh, because they do get intimidated. I did have a student on Friday just yesterday tell me, uh, I can't make a choice, there's too many. Because we, we have a lot of books, so I won't say how many, but we have a lot of books. Um, and it is overwhelming. I can understand that, so that's why you, librarians there to guide them. But uh, if you're able to get anything face-out, really recommend it. Um, that's it. That was a bit of a rambling one, but those are things that I'm trying to achieve this year. I hope that was helpful. I will be back uh, on another date <laughs> uh, to do uh, another one. I hope that's cool, and I hope everyone's okay. Take it easy, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs>